Broadcasting live from the Business Radio X studios in Pensacola, Florida, it's time for Pensacola Business Radio. Now, here are your Business Radio X hosts. Hey, good morning, everybody. Keith over here, broadcasting live from our Pensacola studios in uh, lovely downtown Pensacola, where the weather's finally cooling down and uh, feeling a little less like summertime and maybe a little bit more like fall. I've got uh, Mr. Tim Jones in our studio today for our Spotlight episode, and i got to tell you, all I know about Tim is that he's got a really good story to tell. So I'm going to be a newbie here just like uh, everybody else listening. So, Tim, welcome this morning. Thanks for coming. Thank you for having me. All right, man. So lay it on us. What is uh, what is the story of Tim Jones? Oh, man. Uh, we, we have to go back a little uh, back in time, as I say, uh, with our Marty McFly DeLorean. <laughs> everybody needs one of those. Oh, absolutely. Uh, I'm from Graceville, Florida, which is uh, a small town here in Florida, five miles from you can't find it, 10 miles from you don't know where it's at. Great way to describe it. <laughs> yeah. It, or I say it's about uh, an hour and 30 minutes east of Pensacola. But my story began when I was 18 years old and I decided to join the Navy. And from that, uh, from that opportunity, it really allowed me to do three things that I told my mom at a very young age. I, to- I told my mom that I was going to do three things. I told her I was going to live in Japan, mm-hmm. encounter some difficulty, and then I told her I was going to be rich. Mm-hmm. And she said, "You know, baby, two out of the three ain't bad." So, so you made it to Japan? I made or it to rich? Japan. I made it to Japan, <laughs> <laughs> and I and I'm rich in other ways. There you go. And uh, so I called her from Tokyo, and I told her step one had been done. Uh, but like most things, like life, mm-hmm. life happens. And about the, about a month into my first duty station in Iwakuni, Japan, I started getting some strange phone calls. And the voice on the other end simply said, I'm, I'm watching you. Mm-hmm. Uh, it kept happening. And then I got one phone call that really became a nightmare. And the voice on the other end said, I'm watching you right now in the club. Mm-hmm. So I decided to, to leave the club I was at in Iwakuni go home to my barracks and to sleep off the the bad dream. Unfortunately, I woke up to a nightmare. Uh, and that nightmare was a six foot five Marine who had been on top of me. And so for the next 20 minutes, my life had been altered for the next 20 years. Sure. And um, I didn't want to report the incident, but I remember a, a young lady who was uh, the, the girlfriend of my corporal said, you know, Tim, if you don't report this, this could happen to somebody else. Yeah. And, um, I'm thankfully I reported the situation, but at the time I didn't know who he was. I just knew he was a Marine. So there wasn't a lot that could be done. Mm-hmm. But back in 1999, this is a vastly different military. Right. So you have don't ask, don't tell that's in full effect. My concern was whether I was going to lose my job or not. Um, and I started getting hazed uh, pretty bad. Mm-hmm. Um, and I liken it to imagine going to Chick-fil-A. And the entire operation just stops talking. Right. I would walk into my chow hall and that would be the scene I would walk into Man. every day. Uh, I had to eat on the other side of the island just so I could have peace. And I, when they discovered who he was, because he ended up raping four of the Marines, we found out that I was the first one. Wow. And um, I went to counseling, but the counseling sessions then it really consisted of someone quoting a a Bible scripture towards me about how bad homosexuality was Mm -hmm. and then tell me that there was only so much that I could say before I would be reported to my command. So as you can imagine, not a lot of work got done. Sure. Uh, And I really want to be very crystal clear. There are a lot of amazing clergymen here. um, But at that time I just got paired with someone who was uh, not about the real work. Mm -hmm. 
And so for a decade, I struggled with drug and alcohol addiction. And on my third suicide attempt, I made a commitment to transform my life. And um, it was a commitment. I remember the day, and it was really one of the most uh, amazing days of my life because about for about 30 seconds, I could see life clearly, and I could hear a voice that just said, Timothy, don't do this. Mm-hmm. Don't do this to yourself. You don't want to walk in. You don't want your brother walking in on a scene that you walked in on 10 years prior mm-hmm. when your friend committed suicide and you saw that. And so I put my instrument of destruction down and I made a commitment to transform my life at that point. Um, but like all, all transformations, it doesn't just happen overnight. Sure. So I had made some bad decisions over that, that 10 year journey in the wilderness. So I ended up in jail here in uh, Pensacola mm-hmm. and it was there. I met a young lady named Kathy Munson from the department of veteran affairs. And she spoke to me for about three hours and 45 minutes. And in that end doc, she dismantled all of my limiting beliefs. And it was the first time that I could actually say the words, I was raped, I was assaulted, and this happened to mm-hmm. me. And um, she looked at me and she just said, you know, have you ever heard of PTSD? And I and I said, well, yeah, but that right. doesn't apply to me. Right. I got to be listening to, missing an arm or a leg. <clears throat> she said, no, you are a card-carrying member and we're going to get you the help that you need, mm-hmm. and we're going to help you with the PTSD. And uh, it was an amazing day. I mean, I went back to to the Bay Area, and I was telling everybody in, in the in dark, man, I got PTSD, I got PTSD. And, and they were like, we don't know what this brother got, but mm-hmm. we don't want to catch it. Yeah. So. <laughs> man, that's harsh. <laughs> <laughs> so let's just leave him alone. Mm-hmm. Uh, but there was an answer. And finally, there was a road and a pathway to recovery. Yeah. And um, and it was a pathway that has led me to today to you. Yeah. I can imagine, you know, it's not obviously it's not fun to get any diagnosis. But when your brain can finally start calculating some stuff, right, and wrap yeah. its head around yeah. what's really going on, then, then you're right. It looks like you've got a light. There's a light at the end of the tunnel all of a sudden, right? Exactly. And, and for such a long time, I didn't have that light. Yeah. It was complete darkness. Um, I tell people my, my headspace was if you go into the, the forest in the woods, that's what it looked like in my head. Mm-hmm. It wasn't a perfectly, um, manicured or, or, or cultured area. It was mm-hmm. complete wilderness. Uh, and that was the first time that I felt like the grass had got cut and I could start dealing with the, the issues that I had to deal sure, with. Sure. Sure. Yeah. So, okay. So obviously a huge turnaround from then, right? You're here, you got the nice <laughs> suit, you got the tie on and you've got, uh, you, you've got the next phase. I, I'm in the next phase. Yeah. Um, it, it is, it was a, I have to credit some amazing organizations from Volunteers of America to the, the citizens here in Escambia County for, but for, um, the grant per diem program that the VA, mm-hmm. uh, along with Volunteers of America, of America put together because it really gave me a place to lay my head because I was homeless when I got out of jail. Yeah. And, uh, gave me two years as a hand up to get my life in order. Um, and also Pensacola State College and the University of West Florida, uh, where I'm a senior at right now, mm-hmm. um, on all of those resources and, um, and student veterans of America. And the turnaround has just been amazing, but it's, it really happened about six months into that program. I was walking to class and I, I looked at the mirror and I just, I stopped and I, and I just looked and I said, well, first of all, man, I look good today. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then I said those three words, I love you. 
And it was the first time that I had discovered self-love for myself since I had joined the Navy. Yeah. And it was a powerful, powerful moment for me because then I started having love for myself and started taking a much better care of myself as I was getting uh, mentally well. Um, it's amazing the power self-awareness has on you, isn't it? Oh, yeah. My negative chatter began to alter itself to everyone saying that I couldn't to now I'm saying not only will I, but that moment I'm committed to transformation, mm-hmm. oh, I'm going to be successful uh, and I'm going to make a huge turnaround. And for every single person that um, donated to Volunteers of America, that donates to veteran service organizations, I want them to know that I am very much appreciative because it's because of them that I'm here. Uh, and I'm going to make the most of this second opportunity that I have. Okay, so tell me how. Tell me how you're making the most of the second opportunity. Because the way I see it, you're, you're a pretty busy man these days. <laughs> I, I, a little busy. Um, <laughs> you could always be more busy? I can always, everyone can be able <laughs> There should be 25 hours in the day. Yeah, right. Um, I started uh, Colorful Voices, which is I perform, I do sexual assault and rape prevention trainings on military bases and college campuses. Standing on my story, I believe in three pillars, hope, healing, and action. Um, for a long time, I hoped the services would catch up to, to me, mm-hmm. and they did. And then as I began to heal, uh, I wanted to heal from the stigmas that are associated with male-on-male sexual trauma mm-hmm. and just sexual trauma in general. And then thirdly, action. What can happen when the hope and the healing come together and you move into action? Uh, and that's exactly what has happened. I've gone from being a homeless veteran to being a veteran with a home that is now starting a company that can assist others who are suffering in silence. And mm-hmm. as I say, suffering in the stigma. And more importantly, how I can go from a homeless veteran to meeting the vice president of the United States. Yeah. And showing that it can be done. And, and as long as you put the work in and you put the work in on yourself you can move towards being a victim to being a survivor to the phrase i've coined now is a a male thriver uh there you go and you can be that that's the next bumper sticker for sure man i'm telling you okay so so but tell me how like you spent so long trying to get rid of the the stuff that happened in that world like like psych you know psychologically and now you're back in it all day long how do you do you have some tools that you take home to deal with it? Do you get flashbacks? Do you get things that that bring you back to that place that that wasn't so fun? Uh, I do. And I have a team. I have a team behind me. And the uh, number one self-care is the best care. Um, before I even said that this was something I wanted to do, the decision that I made is, number one, how can I've gone? I've come through the storm. But I realized that although I've come through, I look back and I see that there's thousands of others who are still there who are just looking for that life raft, uh, life raft that I was. And um, making that decision, it was, number one, I had a long discussion with my therapist. I had a long discussion meditating on, on, on is this the path? Mm-hmm. And uh, each day I wake up and I do my meditation. I go through my self-checks every single day. And then at the end of that, I make a decision. I make a decision to not just play, but to play the best that I can to Mm -hmm. be the best version of myself. And more importantly, that uh, I'm really focused on the mission. And and the mission is to the stigmas associated. My heart hurts and aches um, every time that I get an opportunity when I come off the stage and I speak with a victim because I know exactly where they're they're Mm -hmm. at and their long road to recovery. And I never want them 
to number one, I don't want it to take them. I don't want it to take them 18 years to get to where sure. I am. Sure. Yeah. And, and, and if I can play my role into, in decreasing that and also for the mental health professionals, um, I see and I speak to them and mm-hmm. they need to know that, you know what, the work that you do day in and day out, it does help. And, and, and if they can see me and they can see the success that I've had, yeah. then I've done my job. And so doing this work, it, although it's difficult and although it's, it's also the most rewarding because it's not about me anymore. This story does not belong to me. It belongs to everyone else who, who has dealt with it, who is dealing with it. And unfortunately, who may be encountering it as right. we speak. So tell me why the name Colorful Voices? <laughs> um, there was a conversation that it had taken place. Um, and this individual had said, you know, Timothy, that, that's that guy with the colorful background. And at first I was, I was taken aback. Yeah. I was like, well, are you serious? Like, wait a second, man. Yeah, <laughs> why are you going to be talking about me like that? <laughs> yeah. I've come, I've come so far and I'm mm-hmm. the guy with the colorful background. But as I analyzed that, I realized, you know what? This person's absolutely right. I, I have a colorful background yeah. and, and I have a colorful voice. And you know what, man? I spent a decade longer than that. Not utilizing my voice. So you know what? Now that I found the color of my voice, I'm going to name my co- my company that. Yeah. Because for every victim, I want them to find the color within their voice. And and those who may not have suffered, I want them to find the color in their voice. And that's where the name came from. It's hard to thank that gentleman. Because, yeah, there uh, you go. <laughs> that's what uh, I always loved about uh, Tony Robbins. It's like, if you're going to if you're gonna blame him for the bad, you got to blame him for the good too, you know? Yeah. So, um, okay. So tell me about some of the colorful voices you've heard. What have been some of the... What's been the most inspiring, obviously? You know, what's the one you've heard that that just, like, sent you to the next level? Man, <clears throat> there have been so many. There have been, there have been so many. Each time I come off the stage, I'm, I'm uh, honored to, to encounter these voices. But one of these voices that I've heard that have come to me was uh, a friend of mine. And uh, this friend... Uh, I didn't know was a was a survivor was a victim mm-hmm. uh, of sexual trauma, uh, and he had saw one of my he saw one of my speeches in uh, in in D.C. and he came to me and just said, you know, uh, my wife is the only one that knows, but I'm I've suffered the same thing, and uh, I see you, and uh, I just wanna I just wanna to, to get a piece of that. Mm-hmm. Um, will you help me? And uh, I've known this this person since we grew up together. Yeah, and had I had no idea. And it's amazing, just, isn't uh, it? It's, it's a blessing. And, and we spent uh, an hour, a good hour, crying, just shedding tears, uh, and and coming and developing a plan mm-hmm. and understanding that you know what, let's let's do this. Um, that was a, a moment that I knew that uh, I'm in the right field. I'm in the right heart yeah. space. So, okay, so you said developing a plan. So how do, how do you approach, uh, uh, you know, let alone just honestly, I, I could, I could only imagine. In fact, I can't even imagine because I just don't know, but, but facing this to begin with and then having to admit some of the stuff that I'm sure you have to come to grips with. How do you, what, what are, what is a plan? Like, what are some of the steps that you take to, to deal with PTSD or, or even sexual trauma? Well, for me, and and the first step is it is coming to grips and understanding that I don't care about the stigma anymore. Mm-hmm. I had to deal with it, but you know what? My therapist, and this is what I subscribe to. 
said, you know what? You may not ever be 100%, but uh, I can guarantee you, you're going to be better than you were the day before. Yeah. And I looked at my life, homeless, Mm -hmm. uh, the bottom of the barrel. And at that point, everything that people said about me, I had earned. And I said, you know what? I'm not going to take that. And if you can assure that my life is going to be better, I'm going to, I'm going to subscribe. So I did exactly the work, the homework that my therapist would give me, which would be hard. Mm -hmm. It was the hardest thing ever. I think everybody's own bag of stuff is always the hardest, right? Because it it's yours. It's and yours. you got to deal with it. And you can't get away from it. And But you know what? I got to live with me. Yeah. Uh, I'm, I'm stuck with me. So uh, I had to become my best friend and look at my mirror every moment in the time and say the things that I didn't want to say and then do the things that I didn't want to do. Um, and, and it sounds cliche, but it's the truth, to become the person that I want to be. Um, and that's where it starts. And then so I got together with my I get together with my therapist and we have a plan. Uh, I get together with those in my circle. We have a plan. Yeah. Um, and we and I work it and I have to work the plan. Yeah. It's almost, you know, when they say, hey, you got to have you have the 12 steps. You've got to work those steps. Mm-hmm. I have to work my plan. And and for my friend, that was what the first thing is. Let's create your team. Yeah, I think that's important, too. I think um, for you to say. To be able to say, regardless of whatever the project is or the counseling or whatever it is that you're dealing with, the second you can admit that I'm going to need some help no matter what, and you can find some people that'll be like, I have an accountability partner, which we were talking about, which is fantastic. Man, something to keep me on course that isn't necessarily the boss at work, right? Um, or, or mom sometimes, although yeah. sometimes it's been mom, um, is a huge thing. And for you to sit there and say, the next thing you did was assemble your team. I mean, I, I don't think people put enough investment into that and they had to put more into it that my team is my team is my rock and my foundation yeah and, and i'm the center part piece of it but i'm going to ensure that everyone around me i'm going to be accountable i'm not uh, i'm just tim mm-hmm. uh, i get very freaked out when people say mr jones <laughs> <laughs> i know when they call me mr hope i'm like that's my dad that's not me i, yeah. can't, I can't do that <laughs> <laughs> so i'm just tim and, and and let's work the plan today uh and, and hold me to my dreams uh, my my shero, my mentor Lisa Nichols says it hold hold me to my dreams and not my mm-hmm. bio. So what about her makes you makes you um, um, keep her as your mentor and your hero? Oh my goodness! So her story is her story is beautiful. Uh, to be to be on public assistance twenty years ago and to be the first female first person in in this space that we are in self development mm-hmm. in the self development industry to take her company public. That's beautiful. Yeah, that's a transformation. Um, I try. I trained with her on live stream last year, mm-hmm. and then this past May, I'm dancing on the stage with her and being coached by her team. Very cool. And understanding that, you know what? And and literally, she was the coaching she was doing. I was like, ooh, dagger. She's speaking mm-hmm. to me, and and you know what? About her her rise, she is so committed to the cause and committed to service. And so I wanted to mentor and be mentored by individuals like her. Sure. Um, and and that's what I would like to do. And, and so, you know, if you want to be successful, surround yourself with successful people. Yeah. I always say if I'm not the smartest one, if I'm the smartest one in the room, I'm in the wrong room, right? Yeah, absolutely. That's it. All right. So one more thing that, you, that you, you, the word that you said, which is is coming around very quickly these days, is, is meditation. And uh, I'm like you. I subscribe every morning to a, a morning process that's just me that includes uh, some form of meditation. In fact, it includes multiple forms on just which one I feel like doing today. Um, what do you think and how much do you think that has played into where you are now? 
and why? I would give that quieting my mind. I would I would say that's over fifty five percent. Yeah, um, over half because now I can quiet the chatter. Mm-hmm. I can get at peace and I can center myself, and then I can just focus on the things that I have to do that day, that night, and then let go what I wasn't able to accomplish that day and leave it for the next day and mm-hmm. be okay with that. And not, and so meditation is a huge role. Um, is that something you're teaching some of the people you work with as oh, well? Yeah. yeah, absolutely. You've got to, you've got to be able to center yourself. Yeah. Do you get weird looks sometimes like, like, <laughs> like, like it's Kung Fu, you know, panda or something. They're like this new found <laughs> form of, of, of chapter. Yeah. I don't, yeah I don't it's do amazing. This. The, um, uh, you know, if it was a line at Disney world, every, you know, for a roller coaster, everybody'd be in line for it. Right. But oh, because sorry. it's such an organic, natural thing, it throws people off. You and, know? and they think that there has to be some kind of catch. What's the, mm-hmm. what's the catch? Yeah. I said, well, the catch is you're going to find out some stuff, right? Yeah. Because you shut your, your brain off for a minute. Exactly. And be okay with it. Yeah. And be okay with what you uncover. Cause you might just find yourself, mm-hmm. you know, in the process of doing that. And, and for me, especially I found my voice. Yeah. And the line I say to individuals is that when I found my voice, I carry an extra pair of sunglasses with me uh, because when people say I'm not going to shine or I encounter some haters, I just make sure that I give them those sunglasses. <laughs> Let them know to be prepared. Be huh? prepared. I am going to shine regardless. Right. Hashtag shine, baby shine. Good for you, man. Good for you. Okay, so what's next? What's coming up in, in your world uh, in the next couple months? Oh, my goodness. So next week I'm going to be at uh, Wright State University and Kent State University uh, performing my uh, basically giving my my from victim to victor mm-hmm. uh, presentation where we go through this 18 year journey together we have we continue the conversation i will be in um, st- at the student veterans of america's uh, ninth annual national conference in disneyland in anaheim california and uh some more major 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 developments mm-hmm. i can't speak about right now the one thing all I can't, little teasers huh there we teasers, go <laughs> but i can say uh, i am working on my my book my first book uh, entitled from victim to victor uh, where, you know, we just take the readers on, on, on this wild ride together. Yeah. And we take this conversation uh, further. Um, my goal is to truly redefine what it means to be uh, someone suffering with uh, PTSD, someone that's suffering in silence and the stigmas associated with uh, military sexual trauma and redefine that space. And uh, as if we can help one individual, yeah, then I've done my job. Yeah, there this you is go. All worth, this is worth it. Yeah. So if, okay. So if anybody wants to get some more information or, or wants to find out any more of your tour dates or just get some, some, some of the goodies from the teasers you got coming, where do we send them? Uh, you can send them to my website, www.timothymjones.com. Uh, that's my social media. You can tweet me at Timothy underscore M underscore Jones. Facebook me. I'm the guy in the suit. I'm <laughs> the guy in the suit. Awesome. Uh, and, and more importantly, just connect with me. And uh, I'm an open book, and I, I want to collaborate and connect with as many individuals. So if there's a, an event, someone that needs to be inspired, man, come holler at me at Target. Awesome. That'll work. Well, man, I want to thank you for uh, for joining us this morning. We're getting to the end of our time here, but a very compelling story, man, and um, just something that's inspiration for sure. And look, see, they're already reaching out to you <laughs> and, uh, you know, to hear it, to see it, to, uh, to know that you've lived it and, and, and have you, you know, breathing flesh and blood here in front of me as a success is a, it's a, um, 
it's a motivation even for somebody who hasn't been something, you know, through something like that. But, um, but also just, I mean, you give people hope and you give me hope, honestly. I mean, just to, to, to hear these stories and, and to know that, uh, things can be okay on the other side. You're good, man. Thank so, you. Again, thanks for coming in this morning. Can I say one final thing? Yeah, absolutely. To anyone that's out there that can hear me that is, uh, suffering in silence, that is unsure whether to, uh, to address their mental health concerns. Uh, my advice is to please seek out help. It doesn't make you weak. It makes you strong. Those that can sit here and say that I have an issue and go out to address it, um, you're probably, that's the first step to recovery. Mm-hmm. So please seek that out. Very cool. All right, you guys, you can find us at uh, P. Cola Radio X on Twitter. You can find us at P. Cola BRX on Facebook. Or you can find us on our website at Pensacola.BusinessRadioX.com. Again, Tim, thanks for coming in this morning. This has been Pensacola Business Radio, where business is good and your work matters.